0: Welcome to this verse-by-verse Bible teaching from Calvary Queen Creek in Arizona with Pastor Jim Remington. We hope you're blessed by listening. Romans 10.17 says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. For more information, please visit calvaryqueencreek.org. Well, let's pray. I hope you have your Bible with you. Um, I hope you have a paper Bible Uh, Because so many people are saying, well, that will never happen. That will never happen. And over the last year, people have been saying, well, that will never happen. And it keeps happening. Stuff keeps happening. So if they decide to flip a switch and you no longer have access to your electronic Bible, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So I encourage you to have a paper Bible. Highlight it. Get used to it. Make that your best friend so that when you go to prison, you can take your Bible with you. Because you won't have your phone. You will not have your phone when you go to prison. And when you go to prison, you, can maybe, you won't take your Bible either, but you can at least ask for one, and then all the other people are going to be looking at you. What's the matter with you? You believe in that thing? You wouldn't be here if you believed in that thing, would you? And then you can explain to them why you're here. Paul had a prison ministry, so good feat to follow after. Father, we thank you for the morning. We thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. Lord, we just thank you for your Holy Spirit. And your Holy Spirit... One of his names is Comforter. And Lord, we need more of your Holy Spirit this week and this morning and this coming week. Till the day we die, we need more of your Holy Spirit for comfort, for peace, for long-suffering, for those who have received a strong delusion. They are deceived going down a road without you. And so, Lord, we intercede again on their behalf. I'm sure we know people close to us that are absolutely deceived with the current situation. But they're also deceived as far as you go, Father. They don't know you. They don't believe in you. They don't believe in the Bible. So, Lord, we want to be that ambassador for Christ, We want to stand in the gap and be that representative for you. Just as Jesus came and represented you faithfully, we desire to do the same. So even as we hear your word this morning, help us to take it to heart, to acknowledge it, to believe it, to implement it, to stand upon it, to not give in to the ways of the enemy, to not be deceived, but to stand strong. In the ways of the Lord. I pray for the gift of teaching. Be glorified in your word this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to go through a lot of scriptures. And I'm not going to do a lot of commentating, so get your Bibles ready. And uh, we're, we, if we get to chapter 27 of Acts, we get to it. Might not. I hope to. Some politicians got upset about the riots because it was their house. That was finally broken into this past week. Think about that. It was their house. That was finally broken into. Not burned to the ground by the way. Not even damaged to the point of not being able to use it. Just a few hours later. By the way. Some politicians are upset at the police. For not defending their house yet told or encouraged the police to use total restraint while towns, businesses burned, and people were attacked, and in some cases literally killed. Riots last year caused deaths, countless injuries, estimated to cost over $2 billion in damage, with billions of lost revenue over the next 10 years. Some politicians want a president removed from office. While politicians who told their police force to stand down are attempting to defund the police, did not condemn the rioters, and are still happily in office. Some politicians want people arrested and are using facial recognition as a part of that process over the Capitol riot. Are still allowing protesters who cause damage and intimidation to the rest of society in various states. So what's the answer? Should we have a political sermon this morning? Is that the answer? Let's look at Psalm 119. And again, we're going to go quickly here because we've got a lot of scriptures. Psalm 119. What is the answer for us as believers? Psalm 119. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. You have commanded us to... Keep your precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep your statutes. Then I would not be ashamed when I look into all your commandments. I will praise you with uprightness of heart. Where did I leave off? Oh, yeah, right there in the middle of verse 7. When I learn your righteous judgments, I will keep your statutes. Oh, do not forsake me utterly. Psalm 119, for those of you who are not familiar with this, this is written through the Hebrew alphabet. Every uh, section, you'll see a little word like aleph, bet, gimet, dalet, hey. That's the Hebrew alphabet. And every verse within that letter starts the verse. Now, in English, we don't see that. We see blessed, well, that's a B, blessed's a B, they's a T, U's a Y, O in verse 5, T in verse 6. That's not in the original Hebrew. In the original Hebrew, every single verse starts with the letter Aleph. This is inspired by God. The word of God is inspired by the word of God. If you don't think so, go home and try to write these in English and have every verse start with the letter A and write a paragraph. Every letter start with the letter B and write six or seven verses. Every letter start with C. And let's hear your verses next week when you come back with X and Z. I can't wait to hear those. This is the word of God. And as you'll notice as we read through this, almost every single verse points in some way to the word of God. What is what are we as believers to do with what is happening in our society? We have to cling to the word of God. We have to. We have no other option. Now we have choices. We have choices. We can go down the road of Democrats. We can go down the road of Republicans. We can go down the road of socialism or communism and try to defend whatever group we want to defend. But if we want to be an ambassador for Christ, we have no option but to be in the word of God, to meditate on the word of God, to memorize the word of God, and to share the word of God with those who are lost and dying and going to hell. We have to make sure we don't get caught up in all the emotionalism that's going on and we lose focus of our ultimate calling, which is not to defend the Constitution. It's to explain the word of God. Beth, how can a young man cleanse his way by taking heed according to your word? With my whole heart, I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. As I'm reading this, guys, please take it to heart. These are all instructions for you and I for this coming week, for today. I'm not just reading it for the sake of reading. I'm reading it out loud so that you can let it sink into your mind and sink down to your heart that this is what the psalmist is crying out for in all of his relationships with all of his various emotions, with his life. And this should be our prayer as well. So again, I'm not just reading this for filler time. Take it to heart. This is for you personally this morning, and it's for you this week, and it's for you for the rest of your life. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord, teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. Notice that. I have rejoiced in the way of your testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and contemplate your ways. I will delight myself in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Gimel. Deal bountifully with your servant that I may live and keep your word. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. I am a stranger in the earth. Do not hide your commandments from me. My soul breaks with longing for your judgments at all times. You rebuke the proud, the cursed, who stray from your commandments. Remove from me reproach and contempt, for I have kept your testimonies. Princes also sit and speak against me, but your servant meditates on your statutes. Your testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. My soul clings to the dust. Revive me according to your word. I have declared my ways and you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the ways of your precepts. So shall I meditate on your wonderful works. My soul melts with heaviness or from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. You guys notice that? That's medicine for today, isn't it? I'm going to read it again. That is medicine for today. My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. Remove from me the way of lying and grant your law graciously. I have chosen the way of truth. Your judgments I have laid before me. I cling to your testimonies. O Lord, do not put me to shame. I will run the course of your commandments. For you shall enlarge my heart. Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I shall keep it to the end. Notice that. I shall keep it to the end. Give me understanding, and I shall keep your law. Indeed, I shall observe it with my whole heart. Make me walk in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Incline my heart to your testimonies and not to covetousness. Turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things and revive me in your way. Establish your word to your servant who is devoted to fearing you. Turn away my reproach, which I dread, for your judgments are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. Revive me in your righteousness. Let your mercies come also to me, O Lord. Your salvation according to your word, so shall I have an answer for him who reproaches me. For I trust in the Republican Party. No, no, in the Democratic Party. Oh, no, 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 in socialism. No, 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 in Marxism. No, no, no. For I trust in your word. And take not the word of truth utterly out of my mouth. For I have hoped in your ordinances. So shall I keep your law continually forever and ever. And I will walk at liberty for I seek your precepts. I will speak of your testimonies also before kings. Are we not seeing this in Acts with Paul? And will not be ashamed. And I will delight myself in your commandments, which I love. My hands also I will lift up to your commandments which I love, and I will meditate on your statutes. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. The proud have me in great derision, yet I do not turn aside from your law. I remembered your judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Indignation has taken hold of me because of the wicked who forsake your law. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I remember your name in the night, O Lord, and I keep your law. This has become mine because I kept your precepts. You are my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep your words. I entreated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your word. I thought about my ways and turned my feet to your testimonies. I made haste and did not delay to keep your commandments. The cords of the wicked have bound me, but I have not forgotten your law. At midnight, I will rise to give you thanks, to give thanks to you because of your righteous judgments. I am a champion of all who fear you, reverence you, and of those who keep your precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of your mercy. Teach me your statutes. You have dealt well with your servant, O Lord, according to your word. Teach me good judgment and knowledge, for I believe your commandments. Before I was afflicted, I went astray. Notice this. But now I keep your word. Before... I was afflicted, I went astray. Discipline keeps us on course. You are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. The proud have forged a lie against me. But I will keep your precepts with my whole heart. Their heart is as fat as grease. But I delight in your law. It is good for me that I have been afflicted that I may learn your statutes. The law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of coins of gold and silver. Your hands have made me and fashioned me. Give me understanding that I may learn your commandments. Those who reverence you will be glad when they see me because I have hoped in your word. I know, O Lord, that your judgments are right and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. Let I pray your merciful kindness be for my comfort according to your word to your servant. Let your tender mercies come to me that I may live for your law is my delight. Let the proud be ashamed for they treated me wrongfully with falsehood. But I will meditate on your precepts let those who fear you turn to me those who know your testimonies let my heart be blameless regarding your statutes that I may not be ashamed my soul faints for your salvation but I hope in your word my eyes fail from searching your word saying when will you comfort me For I have become like a wineskin in smoke, yet I do not forget your statutes. How many are the days of your servant? When will you execute judgment on those who persecute me? The proud have dug pits for me, which is not according to your law. All your commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help me. They almost made an end of me on earth, but I did not forsake your precepts. Revive me according to your loving kindness, so that I may keep the testimony of your mouth. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Did you hear that? Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth and it abides. They continue this day according to your ordinances, for all are your servants. Unless your law had been my delight, I would then have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have given me life. I am yours, save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I have seen the consummation of all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding; therefore, I hate every false way. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgments. I am afflicted very much; revive me, O Lord, according to your word. Accept, I pray, the free will offerings of my mouth, O Lord, and teach me your judgments. My life is continually in my hand, yet I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, yet I have not strained from your precepts, strayed from your precepts. Your testimonies I have taken as a heritage forever, for they are the rejoicing of my heart. I have inclined my heart to perform your statutes forever to the very end. I hate the double-minded, but I love your law. You are my hiding place and my shield I hope in your word depart from me you evil doers for I will keep the commandments of my God for I will keep the commandments of my God uphold me according to your word that I may live and do not let me be ashamed of my hope hold me up and I shall be safe and I shall observe your statutes continually you reject all those who stray from your statutes For their deceit is falsehood. You put away all the wicked of the earth like dross. Therefore, I love your testimonies. My flesh trembles for fear of you, and I am afraid of your judgments. I have done justice and righteousness. Do not leave me to my oppressors. Be surety for your servant for good. Do not let the proud oppress me. My eyes fail from seeking your salvation. And your righteous word deal with your servant according to your mercy and teach me your statutes. I am your servant. Give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. It is time for you to act, O Lord, for they have regarded your law as void. Therefore, I love your commandments more than gold. Yes, than fine gold. Therefore, all your precepts concerning all things I consider to be right. I hate every false way. Your testimonies are wonderful. Therefore, my soul keeps them. The entrance of your words give light. It gives understanding to the simple. I opened my mouth and panted for I longed for your commandments. Look upon me and be merciful to me as your custom is towards those who love your name. Direct my steps by your word and let no iniquity have dominion over me. Redeem me from the oppression of men that I may keep your precepts. Make your face shine upon your servant and teach me your statutes. Rivers like of water run down from my eyes. Tears, crying. Because men do not keep your law. Righteous are you, O Lord, and upright are your judgments. Your testimonies which you have commanded are righteous and very faithful. My zeal has consumed me because my enemies have forgotten your words. Your word is very pure, therefore your servant loves it. I am small and despised, yet I do not forget your precepts. Your righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your law is truth. Trouble and anguish have overtaken me. Let your command yet your commandments are my delights. The righteousness of your testimonies is everlasting. Give me understanding, and I shall live. I cry out with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord. I will keep your statutes. I cry out to you, save me, and I will keep your testimonies. I rise before the dawning of the day and cry for help. I hope in your word. My eyes are awake through the night watches that I may meditate on your word. Hear my voice according to your loving kindness. O Lord, revive me according to your justice. They draw near who follow after wickedness. They are far from your law. You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. Concerning your testimonies, I have known of old that you have founded them forever. Consider my affliction and deliver me, for I do not forget your law. Plead my cause and redeem me. Revive me according to your word. Salvation is far from the wicked, for they do not seek your statutes. Greater are your tender mercies, O Lord. Revive me according to your judgments. Many are my persecutors and my enemies, yet I do not turn from your testimonies. I see the treacherous and I'm disgusted because they do not keep your word. Consider how I love your precepts. Revive me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Princes have persecuted me without a cause, but my heart stands in awe of your word. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great treasure. I hate and abhor lying, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you because of your righteous judgments. Great peace have those who Love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. Meditate on that verse. Lord, I hope for your salvation, and I do your commandments. My soul keeps your testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and your testimonies, for all my ways are before you. And the final letter of the Hebrew alphabet, Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my supplication come before you. Deliver me according to your word. My lips shall utter praise, for you teach me your statutes. My tongue shall speak of your word, for all your commandments are righteousness. Let your hand become my help. For I have chosen your precepts. Let your hand become my help. For I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord. And your law is my delight. Let my soul live and it shall praise you. And let your judgments help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servant. For I do not forget your commandments. I'd say there's a lot of emotions in that psalm right there. I'd say there's a lot of practicality for you and I this morning. As we ride this wave of emotions over these last two months, and there's going to be a lot more emotions coming out on January 21st, guys. This next year, there's going to be a lot of emotions coming out against Christianity. And what, is, and what are we as Christians going to do? Jesus said, pray. Jesus said, pray for those who persecute you. In other words, love them enough to pray for them. You're going to heaven. They're going to hell. They need a savior. You have a savior. Guys, we're just pilgrims on this earth. We are only passing through. And when we die, we're leaving everything behind. There's not a U-Haul behind any hearse. You're leaving it all behind. You can't. Let's look at Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. Very quickly. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time. King Nebuchadnezzar, who had a dream, and he said, If the wise men, if they cannot interpret my dream, they're all going to die. And Daniel was a part of those wise men. Verse 16, that he might tell the king the interpretations. Verse 17, then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, or better known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These are their Hebrew names, if you're new to the Bible, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions. So the four of them got together for a prayer meeting. The announcement went out. I had a dream. I don't know what the dream was, but I need an interpretation. And if you don't interpret it, I'm going to kill you. Uh, that's not really good odds. <laughs> that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning the secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then, what happened after the, during the prayer meeting? Guys, we can pick it. We can march. We, and if God's calling you to do certain things, I'm not saying don't do it. You do what God's called you to do. But don't forget the most important thing that we as believers have. We have an intercessor by the name of Jesus who is seated at the right hand of God the Father who created heaven and earth. And if we don't go there and we try to do everything else, we're going to be miserable. We're going to live in fear. We're going to have anxiety. We're going to have worry. We're going to be consumed with stockpiling things to keep us safe and sound so that we can eat when everybody else is dying. It's not going to work. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. This is Daniel, who in 605 B.C. was forcefully removed from Israel for being disobedient. Not Daniel, but for the nation, the southern tribes, being disobedient to God. Removed the northern tribes, the ten northern tribes to Assyria, two lower tribes to Babylon for idol worship as a whole. Not everyone was doing idol worship. But as a whole, God disciplines his children. But very important, he removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He, who's the he here? Uh, Let's say that again. Who's the he here? Who's going to be the he if you surrender, if I surrender, if I allow him to be, who's going to be the one that's going to do this for us? God. There's no difference, guys. You think we got it bad? If you do a study in Daniel's life, this guy had it bad. But he didn't give in. He prayed three times a day facing Jerusalem. Not that that was for his salvation. That's what God called him to do, and that's what he did. And that's what many Jews will do to this day. The choice is ours. He he reveals deep and dark secrets. He knows what is in the darkness. And light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God, of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. Daniel chapter 5. Very quickly, Daniel chapter 5. O king, the most high God gave Nebuchadnezzar your father, which we actually believe this to be the grandfather, a kingdom and a majesty, glory and honor and because of the majesty they gave him notice the capital H there in your Bible so who would that be? God so as you read your Bible you want to slow down and make sure that you understand who's doing what God is the one who gave Nebuchadnezzar the kingdom all peoples, notice this all peoples, nations, and languages trembled and feared before him before Nebuchadnezzar Whomever he wished, he executed. Now speaking of Nebuchadnezzar, whomever he wished, he kept alive. Whomever he wished, he set up, and whomever he wished, he put down. But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened in pride, he was disposed from his kingly throne, and he, they took from him, his glory from him. And when he was driven from the sons of men, his heart was made like the beast, and his dwelling was with the wild donkeys. And they fed him with grass like oxen, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven. Till, or until, here's the important part. He knew until Nebuchadnezzar found out, until he knew that the Most High God rules in the kingdom of men and appoints over it whomever he chooses. But you, Belshazzar, have not humbled your heart, although you knew all this, and you have lifted yourself up against the Lord of heaven. They have brought the vessels of his house before you, and you and your lords, your wives and your concubines, have drunk wine from them, and you have praised the gods of silver and gold, bronze and iron, wood and stone, which do not see or hear or know, and the God who holds your breath. Notice that as we've moved into the last days and we're worshiping the creation instead of the creator as a whole, as the world. That's the number one objective right now for the great reset. This virus was a stepping stone to global warming and every nation will conform because that's the next greatest disaster that's going to take our lives not factual i know we know the rest of the story i'm just saying this is what's going to happen and if you go against it just like i mentioned earlier those things about politicians i don't know if you've noticed but the last three or four days anyone who's gone against the narrative they're bad they should be removed from office they're just bad people and you and i are going to be those same people if we go against the narrative if we stick with the word of God, you are going to be one of those people. You need to lose your job. You shouldn't be a teacher anymore, especially over young children, because we have to program these young children, and you are dangerous to young children. Guys, that's just reality. And the God who holds your breath in his hand and owns all your ways, you have not glorified. Let's look at 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, we ask you, the coming, I personally believe this is the rapture of the church. You might not believe in the rapture. It's, it's not an essential doctrine, so don't argue with me. I'm not going to argue with you. I, we believe in pre-trib. Verse 2, 2 Thessalonians 2.2 two. Not to be soon shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter as if from us as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means for that day, capital D, that day, I believe this is the rapture, will not come unless the falling away comes first. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition. What is that falling away? It's the leaving of the faith, the apostasy, people that are going to leave the church. This next, in 21, there is a division right now that is taking place. And you're here because you love God. You love his word. But there are many, many Christians, and I don't know if they're saved or not, but there are many Christians who are on the fence, one foot in the word, one foot in the world. And this year is going to divide that you are going to have to make a stand. You're either going to be all into the word or you're going to be all into the world. There's not going to be any ifs or buts. You're either going to be sold out for Jesus or you're not. And the man of sin is revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worship, so that as he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God, so the Antichrist, which I personally believe is alive, not the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist has been alive for 2,000 years, but now I personally believe the Antichrist, that man, is alive. The temple is going to be rebuilt. If you do any reading you will know that the Jews are practicing animal sacrifices right now in Israel. They have all the implements for the Jewish temple. And when this man gives a command to rebuild the temple mount, I've been on the temple mount. You do not have to destroy the dome. Clinton's, President Clinton suggested this a long time ago. He didn't know what he was saying but the Bible will come to pass. He said, let's build a partition wall from east to west on the Temple Mount, give the northern area to the Jews and the southern area they have it for their, for their dome and their mosque. He didn't know what he was saying. That's in the scriptures and that is going to happen. That's called the outer court of the Gentiles. Where the dome of the rock is, that is the outer court of the Gentiles, not where the Holy of Holy was. If you go there... There's a dome on the Temple Mount. It's called the Dome of the Spirit. It's only about maybe 12-foot diameter. The Muslims built it in the 900s. The Muslims built it in the 900s on the Temple Mount, and to this day, it is called the Dome of the Spirit. What spirit? The Shekinah Glory. The Holy of Holies. The Muslims in the 900s identified the spot where the Holy of Holies rested. And it's still there to this day. Guys, it's all falling into place. We are in the last days. As we read Psalm 119, as we go through all those emotions, are we going to stay in the word of God? Are we going to stay to the point of where not like the disciples, I'm just using this as an analogy because they didn't have the Holy Spirit, but they all fled from Jesus. Once they got the Holy Spirit, none of them fled. They were crazy. They died. They were willing to die. In the first 300 years of the church, it's estimated, estimated, five to six million Christians died in the first 300 years of the church. They didn't have the fastest carts, the best donkeys, the most wonderful houses. They were martyred for Christ. Are we willing to do that? Then, uh, verse 7, whoa, sciatic, for the mystery of lawlessness is already at work. Only he, capital H, who I believe is the Holy Spirit, only he who now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Could you imagine today if the Holy Spirit wasn't within us? What this country would be like if, if there was not a Christian on the, on the face of this country right now, with what's happened over the last year. Could you imagine how much worse it would be? And then, so after the church is removed, the rapture, the Holy Spirit is taken off the earth in the, in the recognition of the church, and then the lawless one will be revealed. Notice that. Don't look for the Antichrist. It wasn't JFK, it's not Obama. It's not Bush. You're not going to know who it is. Read your Bible. He's not going to be revealed until the church is taken off the earth. So don't look for the Antichrist. We stay focused on the Christ. There's only one Christ, the Messiah. So we stay focused on the Christ. Whom the Lord, notice this mighty battle that's going to take place. Whom the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Wow, what a battle, huh? Unfortunately, people lift up Satan against God. Who's going to win? Who's going to win? Jesus just shows up and says, that's all, buddy. You're out of here. (laughs) Verse 9, and the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power, signs, and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved. You see, guys, that's you and I right now. We have the love of truth in us. We can't get caught up in the deception and argue, argue, argue. We have the love of the word of God. We have the love of Christ in us. When we go forth, we need to be shining lights. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion. Is there a strong delusion right now? I I, I, I don't get it. There's 80 million people that are liars. And there's 75 million people that are liars. Both can't be right, right? So somebody's lying. So, what is that saying of our country? It's a bunch of liars that need Jesus. No matter which way it goes, guys. Look at the bigger picture here. Steve cometh to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. But his first tool is deception. He wants to deceive us into getting hateful towards the black and whites, towards the Mexicans towards male and females towards transgender or gay or towards this or that or this or that be hateful be hateful no guys we got to guard our hearts we got to guard our hearts and with the all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved and for this reason god will send them strong delusion that they should not believe the lie that they may be condemned who did not believe the truth but had pleasure in unrighteousness But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God from the beginning chose you for salvation through sanctification, that little dash between your birth date and your death date, by the Spirit, Holy Spirit, and belief in the truth, to which he called you by our gospel for the attaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast. Here's the exhortation from me to you to me. Stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now may the Lord Jesus Christ himself and our God and Father who has loved us and given us everlasting consolation and hope of, good hope of, by grace comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work, word and work. Okay, really quick. So we're almost out of time. If you want to get your camera ready or you got your pen ready, write these down. Psalm 75, 6, and 7. For exaltation comes neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. Jeremiah 27, 5 and 6. I have made the earth, the man and the beast are on the ground, by my great power and by my outstretched hands. And as we make these slides, they're all in caps, but the word my there is capitalized, it's God. And have given to whom it seemed proper to me. It's God there. Isaiah forty seventeen eighteen, All nations before him, before God, are as nothing, and they are counted by God less than nothing and worthless. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness will you compare him to? Will, will you compare to him or to God? So we get ready to wrap it up here. Genesis 1, 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. As believers, if we truly believe that... If we truly believe that, then God has a plan with what is happening in our country today. I don't like it. I can get caught up in it just like anybody else. But does God have a plan? If you say yes, get into the word and believe it. Instead of worrying about what is happening, I would encourage you to study what is going to happen Then you'll have a peace of mind that God desires you to have because God has a plan and it will come to pass. And throw up these last slides. I encourage you to take a picture of this and study these chapters this week, these chapters and verses, and we'll leave that slide up there. Please read Matthew chapter 24, as well as your other daily reading, Mark 13, Luke 17, Luke 21. Also, here's a little homework for you. So this is all homework. Who was the unnamed man in this week's reading who was elderly, had a mission, he was led by God, several times voiced beautiful prayers, succeeded in his mission? Next week's service will be the answer. Who was that masked man? Father, we thank you and praise you that you've given us the word. And even as we read of the psalmist, he just poured out his heart about the Torah, the first five books of the Bible. He knew he could trust in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. He saw your hand there. He saw your wonderful works of salvation. He also saw your judgment. And so, Father, for us, may we never forget your word as we, and may we never get caught up in all of these emotions that are coming at us from all sides. But may we be like the psalmist. May we trust in your word. You've got a plan. You're going to take care of us. And you know the exact date when your son's coming back. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your God of order. And all things are under control. Lift our eyes to heaven this day. Get our eyes off of politicians. No politician's going to save us. Help us to get our eyes onto you and keep our eyes there. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Let's all stand, guys. We didn't get to Acts 27, so we'll get to it next week. Acts 27. God bless you, guys. Stay focused. If you need prayer, please come up. We'd love to pray for you. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, please come up. If you need a Savior, guys, you need a Savior. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, come up for anything for prayer. Have a blessed week, guys. Stay focused. Stay focused. Thank you for listening to this teaching from God's Word. If you have any questions,